0: This is Kenya, and welcome to My Magical Cottage Core Life. Today, we are going to find something exotic in our garden, but not so exotic that it's unfamiliar. You may have already tried it, or you may not. I'm referring to the fact that right now the roses are a-popping here in Michigan, in my area. I'm looking at one of my rose bushes now and it's a beautiful, beautiful red. It's actually a tiny bit scarlet more so than, than a, a brick red, but it has elements of pink too. Mm, I'm really going to have to decide what color it actually is. We also have our primrose, but that's come and gone. We have our classic rose that has the super light petals. And then we have another beautiful rose that actually I got from a department store. And it was in a little bitty pot to take home and keep on your desk. It was a miniature rose. And we planted it in the ground. And it is absolutely huge, right? Now. I mean, it is massive. And it is also gorgeous. All the roses here are gorgeous. So we're going to do something fun today. And actually, for the next few episodes, we're going to be using roses. So open up your big book of stuff. Because today, we're going to make some not quite gulkand. But since I'm not growing Damascus roses, I can't call it the true version. That's why I'm saying that. It's not quite gulkand. Okay, let's get started. Oh, by the way, turn to the section on roses. So, there's so many roses out there, and for this particular recipe, if we were going completely authentic, we'd be using the damask Rose. I know I call it Damascus Rose, that's what I was brought up saying, but it actually is the damask Rose. You may know it as the Turkish Rose as well, uh, it's, uh, okay, hold on a second, it is called Rosa Maschina, and The thing about the the mask rose is that it is a very particular scent. It is so strong. Um, If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you may know that it is one of my favorite uh, roses, the, the mask rose incense. It is one of my favorite incenses. I like to burn it along sometimes with sandalwood, or a tiny bit of frankincense, or sometimes clove, and it just fills the home with a wonderful scent. You can add a tiny bit of cinnamon, but you want to be careful because too much cinnamon can really make it a bitter scent. But but that's neither here nor there in what we're talking about today. So if the recipe were completely authentic, you'd be using that. But I'm not growing that rose in my garden right now. So that's why it's not quite the original recipe. Today's show is brought to you by our sponsor coffee brand coffee and mad magical Core life is now an affiliate for coffee brand coffee and there is a discount coupon link located in the description of today's show so what is coffee brand coffee well coffee brand coffee is actually a company that serves people who are sick of the gimmicky companies who offer marketing in place of a truly great fresh roasted coffee. Fulfillment and roasting facilities are located right here in the United States and they offer 12 delicious coffee blends from all over the world. They also have 12 brand new organic loose leaf teas and three heavenly hot cocoa flavors with one more or two maybe being added all the time. A coffee brand coffee, all the coffees you purchase are hand roasted to order. That means we wait until we receive your order before we fire up the roaster. So instead of buying a product that has probably been on a shelf in a warehouse for months at a time, you get a perfectly roasted product that goes straight from our roasters to your doorstep. Timing is everything. Coffee loses much of its flavor. Seven to 10 days after roasting, we roast daily to ensure our coffee has exceptional flavor. From farm to cup, great coffee starts with an excellent bean and we start by sourcing the, front, the highest quality specialty coffee-grade beans with a full sustainable business practices and environmentally friendly production. Now, before we go any further, I want to let you know that at this time, they have a Father's Day special package that you can get. So normally, we'd be talking about all the virtues of Coffee Brand Coffee, but right now, I want to talk about this Father's Day gift box. It includes roasted and salted cashews, buttery toffee peanut bombs, and sweet and spicy treat mix, or actually spicy and sweet treat mix, and also wonderfully ground roast number three coffee it's 67 dollars, but guess what you get a coupon for a little bit off that if you use our link now back to the show what i will say is that you want a really fragrant rose for this but not obnoxiously so, because you're going to eat this, so you don't want something that's just really showy and has no scent. You don't want something that's going to be bitter. If you eat roses on a regular basis, especially if you eat your own roses, you know how they taste. If you're not familiar with eating roses, this might be a good time to start grazing. But keep in mind, many people who are growing roses are using chemicals to try to make them flourish so before you start just mowing down on roses find out who these roses belong to and what they've used to grow them don't just put things in your mouth we've talked about this you're my friend though so you get the joke now i'm not really admonishing you i'm not chastising you i just want you to be careful and to be safe and that also includes your own roses make sure you know what they were grown with matter of fact if you want to be super safe, if these roses are new that you've planted, maybe don't eat those rose petals this year. Give it a couple of years or at least a year to change what you've been feeding it from whatever they were growing on at the store where you purchased them. It's it's just a safety precaution that gives it time to work its way out. For this recipe to work, you're going to need to pick some rose petals. Here's the thing: I understand that you're probably going to want to say to yourself, "Well, when I deadhead my roses, and that is to cut the uh, rose petal heads that have been spent. They're beginning to look kind of bad. <clears throat> they're beginning to wilt or turn brown, and then you cut them off so that you know the plant will produce more roses." You may be saying to yourself, "Well," I'll just you know combine two birds with one stone, but I'm gonna stop you there. You want good looking rose petals. You want them to be at the height of their beauty. So don't wait until it's time to deadhead them, you know, cut them before then. And make sure you cut enough to at least fill a jar, at least halfway. And that's a lot of roses, but it should be a small jar. Don't decimate your rose bush, okay? Don't do that. But a small jar should be fine for your needs. You're also going to need some sugar. If you are vegan, this is the time to pull out that vegan sugar. If not, it doesn't matter. However, keep in mind that beet sugar and cane sugar are going to taste differently. We've talked about this before. Many people think they taste the same way, but that's because they haven't tasted them side by side. So you have to decide which one is the one you like better. If you're not sure, try both make two small jars now how small is a small jar well of course i would say something along the line of two to four ounces so maybe one of those small jam jars the little bitty ones would be just fine and you're also going to need a nice lid for it now if you don't want to put a full lid on it then you could uh, and not a metal lid you can also use a white cloth to cover it cover it and this is going to sit in the sunlight too. So clean off an area, make sure it's sanitized area, and get ready. So, once you've found the roses that you want, you're going to watch them, and you're going to make sure the petals are detached first wash them really well no you don't use soap and you're going to let them dry once they've dried you're going to weigh them it's important that you weigh them if you have a kitchen scale great if you don't this may be a little tricky so maybe invest that chicken scale i mean not a chicken scale a kitchen scale. oh my goodness not a, I really want some chicken that's what that is I really want some chicken that's in the next episode rose chicken but anyway um you're gonna invest in a kitchen scale and you're going to need to make sure that for the pound of roses you have a pound of sugar a cup of roses a cup of sugar so that would be eight ounces of roses eight ounces of sugar it should be even it should be even it should be even This means you're gonna have a lot more petals than what appears to be sugar, but the weight will be the same. If you don't have a kitchen scale, not a chicken scale, a kitchen scale, you're gonna have to eyeball it. You're gonna have to estimate it. And that's gonna be interesting. But I would say that if you have about a full two cups of roses, you'd probably... And that's pressing them down you might be safe to start with maybe a half pound of, not a half pound, a half a cup of sugar and see where that takes you. You can always keep adding a little bit at a time. Just keep in mind that you don't want this mixture to look white, it should not look like the sugar. Or like the brown sugar, it should not be brown if you're using brown sugar, although I would prefer white sugar for this. Um, So yeah, just, just be careful, just go slowly And mix it till it's just mixed to where it's all wet because basically the sugar is pulling out the liquid just as if you were doing a sauerkraut and the salt would bring out the water and the cabbage and keep in mind you're mixing with your fingers all right you're mixing with your fingers that's important to remember This is not a spoon mix situation. You must squeeze and and crush and push together with your fingers to make this. Once you've got that all done, to your satisfaction, you're going to place this in your clean jar and then pack it down, really pack it down, then cover it with a lid, it should not be a metal lid, or cover it with a cheesecloth and then another white cloth to make sure that there's nothing escaping Um, because you don't want to have a situation where you have this weirdness with the metallic taste and that's what that's about and you also don't want bugs getting in there so that's the other cloth or you can skip the cheesecloth all together and just make a, a cotton cloth if you have that like some muslin cover it up really well and sit it in a window So here's the part that's hard for people. Now we wait. You will need patience. You're going to need patience because you have to wait for this to break down. Usually it's about 10 days. And yes, if it looks liquidy and weird, you're doing it the right way. And I shouldn't say weird, but things that are unfamiliar to you, to the eye, might be weird. But You can look up images of it and you can know whether or not it looks weird to you. It might look beautiful to you, especially if you've had this before. You'll find this in Persian restaurants and in Persian homes, Persian Persian kitchens, and I'm speaking in generalities. Not every single person who is Persian is going to have this, nor is every single person who is Turkish. And yes, they are very different cultures. I am aware of this. I want to put that out there. I have old friends who were Turkish and some who were Persian and some who were Armenian and Albanian. I get it. Trust me. I know they're all different. I'm saying this because I don't want anyone to come for me. I love my friends and I don't want them to come for me. Okay, so once this breaks down and, and you it's been 10 days in the sun and it's all, you know, looking like it's supposed to look, put it in the fridge and it'll last for a few months. But I don't think it'll take that long for you to use it. You're, you're going to use it. Now, the word itself, kolkhand, is basically, the gul is like for flower in Arabic and, no, it's flower in Persian. And makhand is Arabic for sweet. So basically, you're making sweet flowers if my pronunciation is slightly off I do apologize I haven't had Arabic in many years I used to be able to read and write Arabic Arabic fluently in my youth I've had many years and some injuries so I don't do it as well now so you must forgive me uh, if my pronunciation is no longer the best but that being said this is not the only way to make this treat to make this syrup you can also make it with honey there is a variation uh, that is found in the the far east. I shouldn't say is that far east. That's not Middle East. It's 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 east. It's east. It's not in it's not the far east. I believe it's in the India region. I want to say I can't remember the state, but it's usually made with baby pink or the paneer roses. And you can make that, but instead of the sugar, it's simply the roses washed, pat it dry, and put in honey and, and in the sun for about a week or so and then you have a different variation that way. And that's the one you use if you're going to make a, a smoothie or a milkshake by adding that rose syrup to the smoothie or the milkshake. I remember actually when I used to take Arabic class with Mrs. Rumia, uh, Mr. Jamil, and Sister Teresa. <sighs> um, Sister Ter- i am sure Sister Teresa was a wonderful person, but that was a formidable woman when she was teaching you. That nun, she was very sweet, I'm sure, but she was just hardcore, and she taught us very well. And and I was in a public high school, and she was teaching us. And I, to this day, I know I was, I was out of high school for about six years and I was working at the costume shop and she walked into the costume shop because we didn't just have costumes. We also had actual, you know, we were a complete theatrical department store. And one of the things we sold was Wimples and we sold other things like that that had non attire. So, you know, it would be not far from the realm of possibility that someone might walk in, you know, and see someone in a nun costume. So I was like, I think I was hanging in nun costumes in that actual fact, but I, I can't remember where I was. I'm pretty sure I was near the nun costumes. And I looked up and sister Teresa, she and another nun were walking and they kind of stopped and like put a foot in the door. I don't know if they came all the way in and spoke to anyone because I, I don't, it was an instinctual reaction because I wasn't looking my best that day. And I know that we should always look our best, right? That was one of the lessons. And I I footed, I hoofed it. I ran out of that back door so fast. All they heard was the heavy metal, boom, because I ran out of that door and jumped into my car and I hid from Sister Teresa. I hid from her <laughs> because I didn't want her to see me not looking my best. I was out of there. So if Sister Teresa is listening to this, I love you. You were the best Arabic teacher ever from Pershing High School. And it wasn't personal. (laughs) So you may wonder why. I'm sorry, I'm still laughing. You may wonder why it is that we're talking about this. (laughs) Oh my goodness! (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm just remembering. Oh, oh, I ran so fast. Okay, back to the segment. So, you may remember um, that I was talking about we're doing roses all week. Why roses? Because, and why do we start here? Well, it's super hot here right now compared to what it was in the last couple of weeks, and it's going to get hotter. And, This is something that's soothing, it can help you in the summertime, or in the the spring, we're still in spring, but it can help you in the hot days if you add it to your water or to some milk in the evenings, it would be really good. And some of you are lactose intolerant, and some of you are vegan, so I've got you covered. You can also use this to add to your vanilla almond milk if you're just, you know, so hoity-toity. But no judgment, no judgment. But you can definitely um, add it to this for a nice drink. It also allegedly helps with acid reflux as far as helping to soothe it a little bit. It will not cure it. It is not a medical treatment. I am not a medical doctor, nor am I a certified naturopath or a certified herbalist. See there, I slid that right in on you, right? You know, and so you can you can use this though and it will be good and it'll be tasty. I actually grew up eating rose jam and rose syrup because, you know, I grew up in proximity to many cultures. Because in Detroit we have many different cultures. And I just rose to the occasion to try other things. See there, see what I did? Mom Joe coming at you. Boom! Just just like that metal door at the back of the costume shop. Oh, I'm so sorry. I I am in trouble. I'm in trouble. Sister Teresa, if you're listening to this, I do really love you and I'm so sorry. I hope that you'll try this recipe. I love rose syrup. You may love rose syrup. If you are a person who has tactile challenges or, you know, sensitivities where you just can't put your fingers in mixing things like this it really bothers you the honey variation may work but if you're vegan and you need to use vegan sugar because you can't use honey and you also have those tactile issues I do want to tell you there is another option see see I'm, I'm working with you because I really care about my friends and we're friends right and everybody is not the same we have all our own particular you know particular ways of being and being manifested on this world so if you want to do it a different way instead of mixing everything together you can layer the sugar with the roses like rose petal like sugar on the bottom rose petal sugar rose petals sugar rose petals until you reach the top and end it with rose petals on top and then put the jar out and it'll break down as well it's just a little faster and easier the other way as far as you know ensuring that it's all evenly spread but it will work and you can always stir it right same directions, leave it out, and then put it in the fridge after 10 days, or about a week, okay? And it'll, it'll last for a couple of months. I don't want you to feel left out, but if there's something viscerally satisfying about squishing everything with your fingers, too, and you know that you get all that rosy goodness to come out, right? Right. Okay. Now, this is different than when we make flour sugar, because we're not keeping that in the sun. We're keeping it in a cool, dark place, so it's a lot different, okay? And also we wouldn't put the roses or the petals of the flower on top. We'd make sure they were completely covered in sugar. So there's a difference there as well. I hope you've enjoyed this first episode in our series of rose recipes and rose projects this week. Or rather this this set of episodes. I shouldn't say this week because I'm not sure when I'm going to release this first one, okay? Uh, I may not release it till later in the week. It might not even be out until Friday. But I am recording them in a batch, and I hope you'll let me know if you enjoyed them. If you like rose syrup, let me know. If you've tried it with lilac, let me know. Just keep in mind, I don't know if the lilac will make the syrup the same way as the roses. It should but I would have to really look at it, okay? Because I'm not going to tell you to do something unless I've tried it myself or have experienced it um, in some way or at least researched enough about it. Generally, when it comes to food, I try out these recipes first. And I look forward to seeing you here again on My Magical Cottage Core life. Life. Uh, don't forget to check out our sponsor, Coffee Brand Coffee. Uh, We're an affiliate. And um, also don't forget to check out our other uh, people that we love here on the show, other sponsors that have been in episodes past. They're still here and they're not going anywhere. So please, you know, go back through the old episodes and see if you find something new. All right. I look forward to seeing you here again on my Magical Cottage Girl Live.